1: After buzzers, Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf. It's season three, episode two, "Chaos Rising." I'm Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, your host, and sitting next to me once again, Corey Trench is assistant editor on Teen Wolf. Across the table, all the way in Beacon Hills, we have Anique Dufour. Hello. And our special guest this evening can be seen performing stunts in films such as Salt, Wonderlust, J. Edgar, and TV shows such as NCIS, The Vampire Diaries, The Walking Dead, and most recently, Teen Wolf. Please welcome Chris Tarju.
2: G'day, guys.
3: <laughs> Yay. Welcome aboard. Grazie.
1: <laughs> so, um, we wanted to talk about the uh, this you know season yes. has become darker visually yes. and also plot wise. Yes, and we can also see this in the credits of this show, which we yeah. wanted to talk about.
3: Yeah, the main title, uh, yeah, went through the some...
1: mi- main title sequence. Yeah. mostly can you play those for us?
3: Yeah, uh, they went through some changes. Um, the the first one that you'll notice, I mean, this is all from from season two, but uh, once we get to I think believe it's Scott levitating. That was definitely a new aspect to the main title. Um, yeah, I think this is last season.
1: I know we see his tattoos yeah. at some point and I just yeah, feel like
3: this is, yeah, this is last season. But anyway, Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but this <laughs>
1: is last season's credits. But the new credits, <laughs> yeah, they new have credits, like Scott's yeah. tattoo. Yeah, the tattoo you have And the, it just seems a lot darker and bloodier, yeah. well, which
3: Well we what we have is as far as the tattoos are concerned, <laughs> we have the triskelae A tattoo on Derek's back, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, again, that symbol will mean something later on this season. It's not revealed quite yet, but that plays a huge part in this season. And then also, yes, uh, Scott's bands as well. And then um, images of Scott levitating off the ground, which is pretty cool. I didn't know werewolves could fly, but that's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. Uh, And then uh, the hands coming up from the ground, which I thought was a nice... I thought it was a nice homage to um, Peter being resurrected Mm -hmm. from Season 2 because he comes up through the ground and stuff. Right. And all that. So that was pretty cool.
1: I'm excited for this season. We have past enemies uh, actually uniting to fight the bigger enemy, which is Deucalion, who is played by Gideon Emery and joined us in studio last week. And I'm excited that they're bringing on new characters this season, yes. and we we aren't still getting to play with the old characters, and and they're coming together. And
3: we're we're killing off characters, and then we're bringing on new characters.
1: That's what the best shows do. Yeah, we have them, so know. we can kill them. <laughs> yeah, you don't you
3: don't know what to expect on this show.
1: Can you turn up too a little bit? Okay, no. getting into our first topic this evening, we're going to talk about relationships and how did you guys feel about the opening sequence when styles and and scott's attempt to move on and they go to heather's birthday party how did you guys feel about that
4: that was that was actually kind of cute i loved when styles walked in and was her name heather yeah and she yes. comes she's like oh styles styles you know and then she's like come with me and then you see scott in in the back just like kind of looking like what just happened like,
1: how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I, you know, the other girl that um, appears with Heather and is talking about you should save your Virginia or whatever, she actually won a contest yes, to yes, appear on Teen Wolf.
3: Yeah, she did. She, She's great. Um, yeah, that whole scene... Uh, was a great way to introduce Scott and uh, Styles back into like the social atmosphere of being a high schooler, because mm-hmm. oftentimes you know this show is so like big into the supernatural thing that you forget like these, these they're in high school you know and they go to parties and things like that and yeah I, I liked Styles getting some. You know, it's like he always gets the... almost, things, almost yeah, oh, I mean, yes. so except Christ. except that she she gets taken away. Um, but yeah, cool because <laughs> we, we don't know because so we don't know what happened to her at the end. I mean, it's just that whole sequence of like the wine bottles being thrown in the air. Something obviously, Supernatural happens. She gets whisked away. Whisked away. Right. And then, Let's and talk
1: about that sequence a little deeper. I really enjoyed the visuals, and it felt like a scary movie. Yes. And obviously, she was hallucinating, or she was the only one seeing this. And she's stepping on the glass, and her feet are just breaking apart, bleeding. Yeah. I was starting to like scream. I was like trying not to look at the screen. It, it was really graphic.
3: It, it's amazing because what you can do with like. Sound design of the glass, you know, like kind of crinkling, and then the music—Dino's music playing in the background—and just like the, yeah, the overall visual, the bloody visual of the the, the feet and all that—it's very Die Hard, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was like Die Hard, but but you're <laughs> right. The ho- but the horror aspect of it is is so much there, like because you, first of all, you don't see what's attacking her. You don't really see it. It's it's like you just see bottles flying through the air. Is it a monster? Is it like? A ghost, you don't really know. But I think that's part of the aspect of horror is, like, it's what you don't see. It's
1: the mystery. It's
3: the mystery, yeah.
1: I really felt like it reminded me of last week's episode, the bird scene, whenever the birds are flying yeah. through the air. Yeah. Instead, this week, yeah. we have the bottles breaking. And, I, and I'm and i excited to see if that's something that continues each episode. Um so then we i really liked the uh that teen wolf is supporting um safe sex
3: yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it's like yeah. yeah i mean i don't have a problem with but, this but um yeah i don't have any
3: yeah oh, and my then, brother
1: has some and, and
3: the funny part where it's like xl condoms oh it He's wasn't like, just xl was like,
1: <laughs> it was xxl oh man Chris, have you ever ran into that problem
3: uh, I don't even know what that
2: question is at the moment. Actually, <laughs> I did hear from a couple of mates of mine um, who watched the show, and they loved that part. They love anything with Styles, and they were, found that particular scene quite amusing. <laughs> that you know, he he takes it out, looks at it, XXL, and he looks down himself, and he's like, "Uh oh." <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's that. But we, we're we're with them all the way because we're like, "Yeah, Styles." you like, he's got a girl that likes him that like a childhood friend of his right that he used to go down to the basement with her and like play around oh but we never did that when they when she <laughs> but yeah that it's that whole thing like we want styles to have some happiness in his life and obviously like she really likes him heather really likes him and then to have that taken away from him i'm sure is like the stakes are raised for him finding her it,
1: uh, Styles know, uh, is really someone that's easy to root for. Yeah, and I really liked how they continued to bring up the extra large condom in the classroom scene with the coach. That who, was hilarious. Who yeah. is awesome and also callback. yeah, <laughs> great callback. And then yeah. again in the end, whenever they're doing the uh, the ice scene, the, the bathtub of ice, and he's like putting on the
3: glove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I that's so funny. Yeah, that's like a a, a subtle way of talking was, about
1: the. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
3: you for the visual Corey. I mean he's he's got it on. But no, it's uh no, it's great. The comedy in the show is it's great to have that sort of balance with the horror, you know, so like, you know, uh you're not getting too much of one or the other. No, I mean it
2: lightens the mood every once in a while.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. But speaking of relationships, you know, so we so we had the Heather and Stiles thing going Mm -hmm. on. But what about Scott and Allison in the beginning of the scene? You know, he got a text from her and I think he had some hope thinking, oh, we're going to talk about what's happening with us.
1: Right. And she shows up, but it's not to talk about their relationship. But, you know, she still doesn't know. Scott has yet to tell her that her mother died because she was trying to kill him. Yep. And that it was actually um, Derek that had to save Scott. Yes. So once yeah. she knows yeah. that, uh, do you guys think she'll be able to like come to terms with her relationship with Scott, or do you think that Scott's not telling her that to like have, make sure she keeps respect for her dead mother? Like, why do you think that he's withholding this information from her?
4: That's actually kind of funny that you guys mentioned that because in like kind of my news and gossip, there's an interview with Crystal Reed talking about. You know, when she does she does find out eventually about, you know, Derek and the mother and stuff like that and what happened. And she says that it just brings her to, it'll bring the character kind of like just not, is it'll push her away even more. So mm. we'll see. I don't know. Mm. I guess we'll see. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's like a defense. It's like, I think Allison's a very, it's an interesting character because she's very guarded in the fact that, I mean, think about this. She's been exposed to so much in the past couple of seasons. One, her, you know, her ex-boyfriend's a werewolf. Uh, two, her family is a bunch of hunters, which basically their job is to hunt and kill werewolves, protect people, of course, mm-hmm. is, is the code. But as Gerard uh, took it a little too far and actually went out to kill werewolves for no reason other than revenge. Uh, but then also, yes, this added thing with the mother... Uh, I mean, that's just a lot to handle, uh, especially within a relationship. Like, how do you bring that up in a conversation when you know you're just cuddling on the couch? Oh yeah, by the way, your your mom's dead.
1: (laughs) Well, I think I think think you don't bring it up, but it's (laughs) nice to see uh, her internal struggle on screen. Yeah. And then moving on, so the twins of the Alpha Pack, they stick out to everyone in Beacon Hills, and Scott's very suspicious, while Lydia actually wants one. (laughs) And last week, I was wrong. I thought that she was actually in bed with Aiden, but uh, people on the YouTube actually corrected me and just said they looked similar, but it wasn't. So thank you, guys. I believe that was Jamie Wade, so thank you, Jamie. And guys, feel free to always correct me. I will be the first to admit that I'm not always right. Um and then we also see Danny getting the elevator up and down from Ethan, one of the twins as well. So I'm guessing in the future we can expect a relationship there. And I like the sexual diversity that this show provides.
3: Yeah, yeah I agree. yeah it's 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 cool to see a bunch of different relationships happening at once mm-hmm. at, on different levels, you know, you obviously Scott and Allison are you know broken apart and like they're dealing with that. like how can we still? Be friends and and not make it awkward, and work together in certain cases, and then um, you know Styles and maybe Heather, you know something going on there if he finds her, and then but still the Lydia thing, I know that that's something he still likes her a little bit even though he maybe his feelings are a little changed towards her, you know he's not as infatuated with her I think as season one, right. Um,
1: I think that, that he's trying to block her out right now, and he's doing some detective work this season, so he's I think tr- he has different <laughs> different himself. priorities. That's all, yeah. what I'm all about, prioritize your life. But uh, then I really liked the parallels with Heather and Lydia hallucinating, because Heather was, when Styles gets mm. down the basement, all those bottles are gone. So she was hallucinating that, and maybe right. that's something, And and we know Lydia also has those hallucinations, so I don't know who's causing those Mm -hmm. and what causes them to see those. And also, we see Lydia screaming at the end of the episode, and we still don't know what her skills are exactly, other Mm -hmm. than that she's immune to the wolf bite. Uh, Do you guys think that she has uh, premonitions or visions? Do you think that could be something in the future? What do you guys speculate could be her, like, skill in this world?
4: I definitely think that it might be premonitions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, she's getting, like, kind of, like, a feeling or, like, what's going to happen and stuff like that. And that's how she, like, reacts to them. Hmm. I know, I could be wrong. <laughs> and what do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, she doesn't seem to um, have any sort of supernatural physical abilities, but mm-hmm. she does seem to have something always kind of on the back of her mind somewhere. She seems to... Uh, this is something that she seems to sort of have an idea of, maybe premonitions of the future, I suppose.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that would be really helpful. And guys, just well, so you, you know... know before we,
2: Ian came back, she kind of, uh, she sort of had these premonitions of seeing him all the time before he came back in season two. So
1: that's a good point. I forgot yeah. about that.
2: She would see him under the ice, and she would see him in places, you know, and then before he came back to life.
1: All right, before we get into our next topic, guys, um, don't forget you can support AfterBuzz by going to iTunes or YouTube. You can download, rate, subscribe, and comment on the show. And if you'd like to join the conversation, I have the iChat up, the AfterBuzz iChat. I can actually see what you guys are saying. So if you have a question or you want to comment on what we're saying, go ahead and Corey will read that out for us. And if you'd like to call into our fan line at any point in the show, the number is 424-256-1729. I want to read some of our comments from our li- That our listeners left on iTunes and YouTube Jamie Wade said Thank you for doing Teen Wolf Teen Wolf rocks I'm pretty sure that guy in Lydia's bed Was just some random dude Which we discussed earlier Thank you Jamie Inez says I'm pretty sure Derek's new love interest Is going to be Mrs. Blake Played by Haley Webb And I would agree What do you think Anique? I know you guys can't really comment But
4: I I think so. I I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to having uh Derek in like a relationship.
1: Yeah, thing, I think so. I, I think his character is going to be developed a lot this yeah. season, especially with his sister coming into the mix. And Il Co- Co- covert affairs actually asks, do you think Peter Hale turned Scott because he knew that Scott had whatever future Deucalion is afraid of? I think that's a good prediction as prediction as well because obviously, you know, I don't know what's going on, but Decalian's obviously afraid of what Scott will turn into, so he's start trying to get Derek to kill him and the rest of his pack now. What do you think, Anik?
4: I eventually, I don't know, I want to see a showdown. <laughs> I do, that's what I want to do. Like, at like the season finale, I just want to see, like, a showdown between Scott and, like, all, like, the, the alphas and, like, everything and just,
1: like... Throw, throw everybody down. Just kill everybody. I think we're going to get a showdown pretty much every episode.
2: Yeah, there's definitely going to be some showdowns.
3: <laughs> for something, sure. something big happens. There's be some big showdowns throughout the season, I'm well, sure. And, and speaking of which, I mean, may, maybe just speaking in general terms, so, like, when they do these big fight sequences, like, what goes into that for someone like you when you do stunts? Like, what what kind of preparation do you do? What like?
2: Uh, well, normally, you know, there's a couple days of preparation where... Um, We'll be on location or on set, and we'll be choreographing the fights. You know, going through um, how we're going to do it, where we're going to do it. Um, Team Wolf being a very supernatural show, you know, a lot of times we throw people through walls, so we got to build fake walls, obviously, and make them look real and make them look awesome when they explode. And uh, just a lot of rehearsal, a lot of practice. Uh, we put a lot of people on wires, you know, so just a lot of time to get it right before it comes to actually shooting it. Right. So typically, just a lot of practice. Just um, a lot of the time, you know, we're doing several fights all going on within one big fight. So just uh, getting a lot of rehearsal time, in. so we can get it down and make sure it's done right when we actually go to shoot it.
3: Yeah. And do you guys? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing since you know we have werewolves fighting in the show and they have to wear the nails and all that, do you oh, guys those have
2: fake nails? Are so fun to wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they but are. They fly off every single time you do something.
4: <laughs> Like pressed on and just
2: pop. Yeah, yeah. a couple times we've actually been shooting fights and the nails fly off and bounce right off the camera. So <laughs> wow. It's a useless take because it bounces right off the lens.
1: How do you like wearing nails?
2: Uh, this That would be the only show or the only time in my life I've worn nails, actually. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, they're okay. They literally just take them. They're just rubber. They're a lot softer than they used to be. They were pretty sharp and pretty hard the first season. Uh, now they're a little softer, so if you accidentally stab somebody, it's not as bad. And they literally just Super glue them right to your regular nails.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any accidents when they were harder and sharper?
2: Um, I did actually poke one of the other stunt guys, David Elson. I poked him right right in the middle of his chin. Did he bleed? Yeah, he was bleeding a lot after the <laughs> fight scene. It was like, oh, my God, what happened? Did you yeah. guys
1: use that take?
2: Uh, I don't think we used that
1: one. Uh, <laughs> we,
2: we shot a lot of... That was the ice, uh, ice rink fight, Season 2. And um, Somehow, I was supposed to grab him by his collar, and I must have just poked him.
1: Nice. By the Uh, by, the way, guys, we were supposed to have Kiahu who plays Danny, on the show tonight, but he had to. He was called in to reshoot something else, and he's going to be joining us next week. But Chris actually was his stunt double a few times. I have doubled
2: Kiahu so unfortunately, guys, you get me. Sorry
3: about that.
1: (laughs) You get his double this (laughs) week last
3: resort. You're doubling for him tonight.
1: Wow! I'm doubling
3: him once again. (laughs) Unbelievable! You always have his double. He's a good mate, actually. He's a good fellow. Yeah, he's a great guy. Really nice
1: um okay before we get into our next uh subject i just wanted to get a quick shout out to the rest of you guys who were nice enough to comment on our show last week joseph stephen b brooke wentz federica uh the flow mine ghost 8386 wolf's wind free gx linda mitchell nerdy success and james taylor thank you guys so much for your comments we'll continue to read them each week so download rate and comment on youtube and itunes all right, now we're going to talk about memories. Um, I feel so bad for Isaac this season. He is just the torture toy in just every episode so yeah. far.
4: Being put through the through the ringer.
3: Yes. Yeah, he Poor gets thing. slashed up and whatnot. But before we get into that, I just, before, uh, the fans will, will, will be upset if I don't mention this, but the one relationship we I forgot to talk about was Steric.
1: Okay, Derek.
3: Derek is a big thing on the internet. It's basically like everybody wants. They love Styles and Derek. They basically love any type of scene that they're in together. And they had some uh, great. They had some great scenes in this one. Like the, they're just funny lines, like uh, the punching of the hand and stuff like that. When Derek's like, I can punch you a, a you know, a brick wall, mm-hmm. and then you know, and, and, and then he doesn't
1: believe him. And
3: Styles is like, No, you have like an inch, and then he like hits him, and then like, uh, I love the internet line. It's like um Derek it's the internet it's going to take minutes and then that, and it takes them like 12 hours or something like
2: that
3: <laughs> but they're great i mean Steric is uh Derek is just a stoic guy and styles it's just all over the place but yeah the fans definitely got a lot of steric moments so i bet they appreciated that i just want to get that in real quick
1: yeah, yeah. i really like that moment when Derek asked for someone to help him out to go <laughs> And Stiles was like, oh, yeah, no problem. He was like, I didn't mean you. (laughs) And he was like, oh, He was like, yeah, Scott, go for it. (laughs) But you know what? They need Stiles more than they realize, as we found out when he discovered what kind of stone they were running into in the bank. But before we get to that, let's go back to the memories and talk about how Isaac doesn't trust Peter, but he's allowing him to go into his memories, even though it could paralyze him or kill him. And Peter's very comforting and assuring him that he's never paralyzed. Paralyzed anyone. <laughs> and then he goes ahead and sticks his claw into his neck. Do you guys want to talk about that?
3: Oh, man, that was a fantastic... Se- I mean, there was two of them. Uh, well, the ice bath one we'll, we'll get into later. But, mm-hmm. the, the yeah, that first sequence was great. Um, yeah, just the whole idea that uh, the werewolves can, I guess, link up with one another with their memories using the claws directly into the neck. Uh, it's just a cool, like attribute to the show like um just going into like someone's brain and finding memories but yeah i, I thought that was interesting we're sort of piecing together along with isaac like what happened to him mm-hmm. and uh sort of being put in his shoes for that briefest moment and we just see a flash of images like we see Deucalion, we see uh, uh Kali stepping on his stepping on him and stuff like that and then we're just trying to piece together like what happened to boyd and erica
1: I really like how Peter's eyes turn like that blue. Now yeah. I know we're gonna get a we're gonna get to know mm-hmm. like the different eye colors, yeah. but can you talk on that at all? Like what do we know what that means yet or can you not talk about Well
3: we get more into it later on the season, but okay. I mean, it's 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 good that we keep mentioning it because it's it's such an integral part to the show. Like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, somewhere, wolf eyes are, are yellow, the beta. You know, blue means something, and then red is obviously alpha. Mm-hmm. But yes, all these mean something in in the grand scheme of things. But we don't get into that till later on in the season. Okay, but it's it's good to take note of that because it does get brought up quite a bit.
1: And then we get to the, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and so we go to the ice bath. And Dr. Deaton, how does he know so much? What is this guy's history?
2: <sighs> uh, I mean, I, I don't think anybody really knows. No one knows. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Nobody really knows. And it's kind of it's cool. Because he keeps you wondering the whole time, you know, who mm-hmm. is this guy? How does he know all this stuff? He, he was on the wire, uh, Seth
3: Gilliam, so...
1: So that that explains it. There we go. That's how
3: he knows everything. No, I know it's interesting. Just just talking about that for a second. But yeah, Doctor Deaton is sort of like, you know, Scott's guide through this whole supernatural thing. But at the same time, like he's this mysterious guy. That's he's like Mister Miyagi, but he's also (laughs) like he's like Obi Wan meets Mister Miyagi because you know, as Obi Wan was in the Star Wars series, he was very Mm -hmm. mysterious as well. Like, vague talking in vagaries to Luke, but just saying don't give
1: any spoilers. Star Wars. Star Wars.
3: Okay, if
0: nobody, <laughs> nobody I'm sure
3: nobody has Star seen. Star Wars. I've heard of that. Yeah, uh, I've heard that,
0: of that, little, show. that little
2: indie film television um. show. I um. He's almost a bit like Yoda too. He's just like a oh, bit yeah. of everybody. And uh, I actually only met him it- once, just the other day. I. Never run into him in three seasons. First wow. time I ran wow. into him the other day on set because he's, you know, he obviously he's not in a lot of action scenes.
1: Mm-hmm. Did but, you ask um, him what his deal is?
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> no, I just, I just was, uh, was kind of stoked to meet him. He was the only one I'd never met. Uh huh. Obviously, I know everyone else really well after you know three years of the show. And uh, yeah, he's he's a cool fella, and yeah. I, I like his character because he he appears to be human.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, apparently he's completely human, but he knows a lot about. The werewolf and the supernatural predicament.
1: Do we find out more about him this season? I'm sure we will.
2: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) Allegedly. I want to know what he's going to do, because last episode, all the pets committed suicide. So, oh, we have a caller on the line. Let's take the caller. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from?
2: Joe from New York.
1: Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling. It's pretty late over there. Uh, what do you think of it the is. episode? What did you think of this episode? What is your favorite part?
2: On Bad Girls
1: Club? <laughs> no, we're actually talking about Teen Wolf. Do you, are you calling in for Bad Girls or are you talking to Teen Wolf? Okay, I think we we lost our caller. <laughs> yeah.
3: I will say this much. There are some very bad girls on the show. And, you uh, know what, Kristen? That's an amazing segue to talk about all the after shows After Buzz TV produces.
1: <laughs> we have so many. And if you guys aren't just a big fan of Teen Wolf, we also do bad girls. We do Jersey Shore. We do Mad Men. We do Boardwalk Empire. We Game have of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We just have the big finale at John Lovett's Club. And you guys can look that up on YouTube. We had Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World joining us. And Eric Laden from AMC's The Killing And we broke down the episode with them Great event We have two more events this we- this month At the John Lovitz Club So we have The Voice, I believe, next Sunday And the following Sunday, Mad Men So you guys should check that out Come to the John Lovitz Club And meet the AfterBuzz TV host And we'll have some uh, cast and crew from the different shows But now, getting back to Teen Wolf yeah. And no more bad girls
3: um, <laughs> I'm telling you, there are plenty of bad girls. On there's that, a few right? bad girls on Teen Wolf, yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of drum.
1: All right, we're in the bathtub, guys. Come on, back to the bathtub. Get right. in the bathtub, right? We need to slow down Isaac's heart rate so yes. that Dr. Deaton can talk to him in this trance like state and uh, we can figure out it, you know, where the vault is and what's going on. Uh, And before we... He actually lets us know that uh, when he wakes up that Erica is actually dead. And that comes as a huge surprise.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, It's interesting because... I'm just talking about the entire sequence for a minute. Um, I mean, that whole scene is done very, very well. Edited uh, very, very well. The whole episode was edited by Alyssa Clark. And, like, that scene in and of itself is just beautiful. Because you go in and out of being in the, the, the vet with the bathtub. And then he's, like reacting to all this imagery that he's seeing and just like it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Um and you totally get the psychological horror aspect of of like what's happening and then sort of piecing it together with him. Um but yeah, the whole yeah, the 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 shock value of hearing that Erica's dead because you know, like she was such a a, a big part of season 2 and then just like oh, she's dead and then like but who's the other girl? Mm-hmm. That that's the next question like how did Erica die and then uh you know who's the girl at that point in the show you're sort of wondering like who's there you know um
1: what do you think what do you guys think may have happened to erica i i personally think that um because she wasn't able to shift and turn because of the moonlight she probably had a seizure i don't know because i don't think that they killed her because they needed to use her yeah so i don't think that they actually killed her what do you guys think
4: I don't think I think she like she she died on her own. I don't think that like anybody like attacked her. Or, yeah, I
1: yeah, think they I just didn't know that yeah. she had seizures and that she needed to turn. Yeah. And so that's probably what happened to her. But um I really did enjoy that scene where they were submerging Isaac and it was shot beautifully and there was so much going on. I mean that that yeah. scene took you out of the show and I was completely like stunned that we were going underwater and i thought that at one point that he died cuz yeah, you know you yeah. think that he, he would drown yeah and he was know, going it's into like, shock and yeah. it was just like everything was like standing still in in that moment i felt like i was underwater so it was really nicely edited thank you Alyssa and she's actually going to come on episode 4 oh, great. because she wrote episode 4 awesome. with jessic so yeah, very awesome. cool <clears throat> all right and then we get some we're learning mythology more and more with each episode And we find out that the bank walls are made of this stone. It sounds like like they said high high catalite. I don't know. Do you remember what the stone was called?
3: Um, Not specifically, but I do know the (coughs) the effect. Yes, the scattering of the moonlight and starving. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the werewolves uh, of... uh, receiving, basically, the moonlight and whether that turns them into wolves. And then uh, that's that whole aspect... I, I mean, I thought that was really cool, actually. Right. Just knowing that, like, they're starved from being turned into werewolves and, and then they get exposed to it all in one rush. So it feels like a huge, like, boost of energy. You know, it's almost like a, a, a drug, if you will. Like, right. It just sort of, like, they go into shock and then they lose their minds, sort of, like, turn into the Hulk or something like that. A werewolf version of the Hulk. They just sort of, like, lose their... Sense of being, and then it's become completely savage. So I thought that was a great aspect to the show. Yeah, I
1: like kind of um mythology. I like that Styles actually figured that out, and 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 Peter did as well. But it's because Styles kept being annoying and asking questions, as a great <laughs> detective would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Styles. You actually saved your friend's lives. So, and they also mentioned that it was like. They were the food for the lions in the Colosseum in Roman times. So I really like that uh, like throwback to history and that mention. I really like what they're doing to make us understand and make it more clear to us. And apparently ammonia blocks wolf's sense of smell.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. No, that whole, like, yeah, because that whole sequence was... um, just very well put together with the mm-hmm. tension. You're like, oh, is you know, Kali gonna sniff out Allison, and mm-hmm. then like the last moment she's like, you know, pretty much safe for now. And then she sees Erica dead. And yeah, then at that- the
2: very least, it disguised yeah. her smell. Yeah, you know, it's- yeah, the scent. Mm-hmm. Smart yeah. thinking on the go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show. That's Definitely. the that's
1: the one thing she did because she, I mean she did realize that the symbol was, in fact, not a symbol, but a logo. Right. But then she decides to just go, right. you know, break down this door with no weapon, no plan, no backup. Come on. Of course she does. Let me go take
2: does. a look. Yeah, let's take Come a look. Come Allison. It's
1: Allison. Of course she does.
2: Yeah, where was her bow? I
3: wonder. Where was her bow? <laughs> I don't know. I wanna she know. left it at home. I
1: did her dad break that one, too? I think he did last episode. That's a bad father. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your daughters have bows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't see... Motorcycle girl last this week, so I'm not sure if she's dead. I'm yeah, not sure if we can I, assume that or not.
3: I think we can presume from seeing her blood on the lockers that she is dead, but you never know. You on never this show, never know, yeah. she's a great writer. You never know. I mean, Jeff they,
1: Davis, the creator,
3: you bring Peter back, and you know, who, who knows? Who knows in this world? Who knows? So that's what, what I like about it, you know, because she, yeah, she's a pretty <laughs> kick ass character.
1: All right, let's go ahead to our last subject for the evening, the vault. Um, So, yeah, I really... What do you guys think? Is Allison ready to... to take this lead role in her family, they said the females are the leaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, after this episode, she goes in there totally alone, and then she kind of breaks the seal. And was that mountain ash?
3: Yes. That, <laughs> that they was were surrounded mount- by? The mountain ash, yeah. That's the barrier that the werewolves can't cross or else right. they uh, get, in, you know, killed, basically. I mean, and they can't, yeah. It's like, it's like it's not exactly uh, something like equivalent to, you know... Be, a nuclear bomb but you know it's it's sort of like that barrier that keeps them at bay but yeah i thought that was really interesting how like miss Morell mm-hmm. like turning on the on the good guys basically i thought she was supposed to be a good guy but then she sort of turned uh to Decalion side i don't know what's going on there well i mean yeah. she
1: might be undercover because sure. she didn't kill allison yeah what do you think anique i think she
4: i think <clears throat> she's i think she's undercover Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: She did try she and could. save us. She obviously put her in the closet. Yeah.
1: Mm. With dead Erica. Mm. Thank with you, Miss Merle. Yeah. That was sweet of you. I mean, could have confirmation
2: been like, that
3: she's dead. Right.
1: She could have been like going that door, but no, she sends her in with a dead girl. <laughs> yeah. There,
3: there's got to. Yeah. There's probably some other motive that right. we don't know about.
1: All right. I look forward to seeing that. And then yeah, Allison confirms Isaac's memory of seeing Erica dead. And Scott and Derek actually don't know that. They are still hoping that Erica is alive. Mm-hmm. And one thing, um, in one of the pictures, Detective Stiles notices the guy that's uh, robbed the bank a few months ago. So... Maybe this is a, a little prediction that, that it was, It kind of looked like Ennis because he had, like, that shaved head uh-huh. that looked like Ennis, and it looks like maybe Deucalion obviously knew the type of stone that the bank was made of, and so that's why they chose this location, and they had Ennis do the robbery, which Styles obviously runs back to his father, and Styles is becoming quite the detective. He's putting all the pieces together. He's going to be promoted, I think, to the fourth <laughs> soon. That would be
3: awesome. <laughs> See him with, like, a big sheriff's badge. And all that would <laughs> be so cool.
1: And then Scott's afraid that they're not taking calculated risks and not measuring the risk. And, uh, and Derek risk
3: n- and reward. Risk and reward. Yes, uh, that's that's such a good. That's so true, though. In, in the in the sense of things, like you have to know what you're giving up, mm-hmm. you know, in order to receive the big prize. But yeah, I think in in that sense, yeah, if we go back to that that one scene where he's where he decides not to do the coin challenge yep. or the pop quiz, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that Scott decides not to play because. You know, I think old Scott, maybe Scott from season two and season one, would probably take the risk. Because I think at that point, he was just getting to know the werewolf world and his his ability. And he probably did take a lot of risks that were unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But I think this season, he's much more calculated. He... almost to a point where he could be a little unsure of what the right thing to do is. But he always knows what the right thing to do is. But I think it, it uh, <coughs> makes him a little bit more cautious when getting into things. And that's Part of what I think Scott represents is the moral aspect of the show. Like, this is the moral, moral center. Like, this is what, you know, the average person would consider the right thing to do. But, of mm-hmm. course, Derek and all the other PAC members and Isaac and all that, they obviously see things differently than Scott does. Maybe, maybe in, a, in a way that isn't necessarily black and white morals, but mm-hmm. more like what's going to benefit the pack.
1: Right, I mean, and Derek should, because he's the one who turned these guys, and so, you know, he's going to have blood on his hands. It's pretty much his fault, maybe. I mean, it's his pack. He turned them. What do you guys think? Do you think he's responsible and he should go in there, even though he's risking his own life? Anik, what do you think?
4: I mean, I think, you know, he's going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not kind of like, well, is he responsible? He should go in there. It's of the fact that we know Derek and we know that he's going to go in there
1: But Derek, no what. But Derek, maybe you shouldn't be a hero because yeah. he's, he's not really thinking. He's being like a father right now, like yeah. running in a building on fire rather than thinking about, you know, what's the right way to do this? Like why, like Scott is actually the mind here saying, you know, why did they wait four right. months? There's a reason. And Derek's like, okay, you can stay here if you want. I'm going.
4: I think that's why they have like the <clears throat> two of them because one just like doesn't think and then Scott mm-hmm. is just like like you said, like the mind of... Like yeah, maybe the with the two of the them, you of find a
2: happy balance between them. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Scott definitely seems to retain more of the human morality, whereas Derek just does what he wants. So yep. the two of them, if they kind of meet halfway in the middle, not, not too bad.
1: They'll yeah. balance each other out.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's a good
1: point. And why Erica and Boyd? Why are they using them? Because I guess in this episode, we find out... That they want e- Erica and Boyd, well Erica's dead, but Boyd, and now we find out Derek's sister, Cora, to actually kill Derek and Scott. Right. And they're doing this so that Derek and Scott actually have to kill them because they're right. out of control. Right. They
2: obviously snatched them to lure them in. So. Right. Yeah. There's some mastermind There's plan going on here. There's
3: definitely a plot going on in this moment. Yeah. It's thickening. And I
1: really I- like Deucalion.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then how interesting, speaking about Cora, like, another family member mm-hmm. uh you know presumed dead but alive you know like wow like i what i mean what does this mean does derek have to kill his sister like wh-
1: yeah i yeah. mean the stakes are pretty high and, and i'm glad that his sister's there because you know we're going to see a lot of character development from him this season and it was came as a huge surprise because he didn't know he had any family left so it's definitely going to change his character i mean it's like if she's alive then who else can be alive mm-hmm. from, his family. from the
3: Hale family yeah
1: Okay, well, let's get into our interview with Chris. Um, Marissa, I don't know if uh, you had those pictures that you could pull up for us.
2: There's an interview with Chris. When did this happen?
1: (laughs) News to you. Um, So I'm always interested in how aspects of our childhood lead us into specific careers. What do you think from your childhood would you say contributed to you wanting to become a stunt performer?
2: My childhood. Um, (laughs) I would have to say growing up, uh me and some of my mates were just typical oh we're just typical kids just riding bikes and wanting to jump them over things and jumping off the roof or jumping off um the pier or riding our bicycles as fast as we could go just uh just being a normal kid and well somehow I figured out how to manage to make a living out of doing the same <laughs> things I was doing when I was 7 years old just um
1: did your parents were they ever like you know don't go that fast or
2: Yeah, my parents are very uh very anti motorbikes and uh high risk activities. Uh obviously I didn't pay much attention to them. <laughs> <laughs> And funnily enough, now it's what I do for a living. Um, I used to race motorcycles and cars, which is what got me into stunts. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my parents were dead set against motorcycles. <laughs> so,
1: so they didn't buy you your first motorcycle. They did not buy me my first <laughs> motorbike,
2: no. They said, when you're 18, you can do what you want. We're not going to help you, but you can do what you want. And um, that's what I did. I mm-hmm. was going to school. I was working. I saved up money. I bought a motorbike. And here we are today, all this time later.
1: Um, and what's your favorite type of stunt to do?
2: Oh, my very favorite. I don't know. That's, that's a good question. Uh, a lot of stunts is just typically uh, fighting. We do a lot, a lot of fighting and stunts. A lot of falling down, <laughs> obviously. Getting thrown into walls, getting tripped, falling on the ground. Uh, I really love doing high falls. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just jumping off a building, a couple stories up or something. Is a lot of fun. Driving and bikes, of course, is fun for me. Fighting's fun, too. Playing with guns, blowing things up. <laughs> just All the boy <laughs> stuff, really.
4: How does one audition... For a stunt? I
2: like, have no clue. Um, Are you
4: excited in your reel? Or like, do they make you
1: jump off a building? Like, no. One yeah,
2: it's it's that? uh It's a very specific industry and speciality, obviously.
1: They're just like, entertain us. <laughs>
2: what can you do? Um, a lot of training. and uh, Again, I came from a background with cars and motorbikes and vehicles, jet skis. So that's sort of how I got involved in the stunt world. A lot of guys would be uh, gymnasts or girls mm-hmm. would be gymnasts beforehand or a martial artists, and you just have to uh, get an opportunity to show what you can do to a stunt coordinator, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, hope that one day they give you a chance to do it. And just one job leads to two, and two to five, and so on. It's, have uh, you ever
4: thought of acting?
2: Uh, not, not so much. Uh, I've had a few lines every now and again and, uh, actually t- Tyler Posey tells me I should be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> we work together quite a bit and he wants to do stunts, so maybe Look one day that. we'll switch jobs. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hilarious, um. I've never really thought about it. I would do it if it was a cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really trained for it. I've never really had aspirations for it. I just like to do the fun stuff.
1: Right. You know? Was there ever a time you decided a stunt was too dangerous and, and you told them that you weren't going to do it?
2: No, no, I haven't done that yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all. it all can be a little dangerous. Most of it's not. We do a lot of rehearsal. We do a lot of preparation. Safety is paramount more than anything. Safety is the number one thing. Um, I've done some pretty dangerous stunts before. Season uh, three, episode one, last last episode, we did some pretty dangerous stuff on that motorbike, uh, including the crash and jump through the window. I had no helmet on, so oh my god, wow! You know, we threw that bike down, and I wasn't riding it, so I was completely out of control of how how the stunt happened. I was on the back for the ride. Um, it went fantastic though. Two great riders on it, and um. So, that's you know, right,
1: just last episode that was epi- you the were premiere. the premiere episode tattoo you actually was the stun double for Daniel for Sherman Daniel, yes. who plays Isaac.
2: That's correct. Yeah, the double Daniel through season 2 and this uh, next season and uh
1: so that was that, you know,
2: something like that could go wrong.
1: Mhm.
2: Thankfully, it went really right, <laughs> yeah. but there's sense. always there's always a possibility, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's the little things that could really hurt you. It's not even the big, big things, because when it's the big, big stunts with huge explosions and 12 cars and people flying through the air, you, you're really, really focused. Mm-hmm. It's h- kind of hard to make the mistake then, and you've rehearsed it so many times, and everybody's looked at it from so many different angles that it's probably a lot safer than when it's just a simple little thing and you're not paying as much attention as you should be because you're just doing a little fight or something or, you know, a, a small ratchet. and you, you, Maybe if you don't think it's such a big deal, you're not giving it the attention it deserves.
1: That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. What advice do you have to people who want to, to make this their career and, and be on fire yeah. and break the <laughs> glass and dive off fire of buildings? on fire really
2: cool, but don't do it at home. <laughs> um, falling off buildings is fun as well. Uh, it is. It's a tough thing to get into. You really have to um, train as much as possible in in every way you can. But it's unfortunately, it's not like you can go to college and get a degree in it. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. It's do a tough they have stunt advice.
1: schools that you can go to in different places?
2: They do actually have some stunt schools around. I'm not sure how much weight they really pull. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, how much can you learn in a couple days?
1: Right. Yeah. They're not you not—they're know, not very long.
2: Because it takes a while. It really does take a long time to um, to learn all the many skills you to be a stunt performer, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's just something you just learn as you go, you know, and just uh, practice as much as you can. But, again, where do you practice, you know, high falls or being on fire <laughs> or, uh, yeah. you know, doing 360s in a car at 50 miles an hour? It's just there's uh, it's not a lot of avenues to get into it, but... Um, uh, I, I don't really know.
1: I don't even <laughs> Good know. luck, guys. I don't even know how I get here, honestly. <laughs> <It's>
3: <laughs> risk and reward.
1: Risk and yes. reward. I mean, That's what it is. Calculated Just make sure risk. They're calculated, calculated risk. risk. Yes. There we it's go. It's all
3: Calculated mm-hmm. risk. Yes.
1: And with that, we're going to get into predictions. Oh, what about news and gossip? We can we can do throw that into in predictions a little bit. of okay, gossip. Okay, we can do that.
0: <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV.
1: Do you want to start with a little bit of news that you have, and then I'll throw out my prediction? Sure. Uh, Can we get my picture up, Marissa? Anybody?
4: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, there was this, like, little controversy going around, like, Perez Hilton, you know how he is.
1: I love him. I know. Don't judge. Um, From upcoming previews, it looks like Boyd and Cora, who is Derek's sister, are unloose and they're killing, and Derek feels responsible what do you think's going to happen in yk uh,
4: i don't know i mean there's so much stuff going on like i, I don't even know where to start i have like so many <laughs> predictions that i'm just going to be like well hopefully i don't know i can't even <laughs> <laughs> uh, all i can say i think that um scott and Allison are not getting back together and that she is going never getting to back together Maybe not right now. Not right now. Not maybe Never not in this season. Never
2: ever getting back together.
1: <laughs> Taylor Swift doesn't think they're getting right. back together. <laughs> so,
4: but that she may find a new guy.
1: You know what? Ooh. I hope she does because everybody needs a few relationships before it gets too serious. And I feel like theirs was pretty serious. But with that, guys, we're going to head out for this week. You don't forget to download, rate, comment, and you can find me at Cinematic Escape. Or you can Bing my blog, Cinematic Escape. Corey, where can we find you? You
3: can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is <laughs> Corey Trench, C O R E Y T R E N C H.
4: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at <laughs> Justinique Dufour, and my website, AnethDufour.com. Chris, where can we find you?
3: Uh, I don't
2: have any of those. Jumping things. off um, buildings. Yeah, you'll find me doing something <laughs> dangerous around the world somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> or on Facebook, but that's it.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next week.
0: <laughs>